I can see everything. We all got it wrong. It, the answer to the universe was... I miss our old theme song already. Oh, shoot. That isn't our theme song anymore, isn't (laughs) it? Oh, well. Sorry, lagging balls. We stole it from you. Anyway, okay. Well, technically, they stole it from us because... Well, no, they started well before us. Yeah, but they they went forward in time to see our podcast. Oh, smart. I knew Thorn and Thist were evil geniuses. They may act all sweet and, you know, innocent, but I see their heart of darkness. Welcome to Surviving the Apocalypse the Nerds Way. I'm your host, John. And I'm Adam. And today's episode is brought to you by Despair. That sense of creeping doom that's always following you around. Wasn't that what sponsored the last episode? No. Last episode was was sponsored by, if I recall correctly, because we had the two buy one, get one free uh, offer, was uh, that sense of being watched and followed. What about... um, uh, like, is there going to be anything positive that sponsors? Hey, I don't control the sponsors. Okay. I... Actually, wait, who does if it's not me and it's, it's not It's you. totally me. Oh, okay. Yeah, I uh, I get in contact with these things, and because I can't legally say that they're people, yeah. and... Um, <laughs> oh, so, is this why I occasionally get an envelope in the mail that is actually, out of it is coming strange tentacles and slime, and when yeah. you open it up... Money appears there, but then it fades away. Yeah, that's basically it gives you that brief moment of hope and then crushes it. Uh, that's well, that, there's our sponsor next week, the False Hope. Yeah, they- <laughs> um, but anyway, so, yes, welcome to the podcast. Uh, it's great to have you here, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, we have a fun episode all planned out, and that's it. Thank you for listening. Goodbye. Yeah, just I hope the plan was enough. Because mm-hmm. everyone knows is a job well begun is half done. All I know... The sage Mary Poppins taught me that. <laughs> Philosopher. <laughs> uh, indeed, indeed. She's also a Time Lord, but we'll get into that later. Oh, yeah. No, oh, totally. Oh, my mm-hmm. goodness. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's a segment. No, no, right. no. <laughs> I don't really want to live on this world anymore. Okay, so what happened was there was a Twitter poll that went out. Hopefully, a lot of you voted. Um... There was many, 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 many people weighing in their opinion. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) So many, I just couldn't keep count. By that I mean, uh, well, let's, let's leave it a mystery. (laughs) Uh, but it, it did so happen. Last episode, Adam was giving me a hard time for having a man bun, which I'm not tied up in a man bun right now, but I still haven't cut my hair since then. So Adam put forth the hypothesis. Does having a man bun help you survive the apocalypse, or does it prevent you from surviving the apocalypse? And we put it to you, lovely, fine listeners. And you have spoken. And as we know, the words of our audience are final. They are law. They, they know all. They, yep, indeed. Law itself. Mm-hmm. And you have voted that, yes, indeed, a man bun does help you survive the apocalypse. So, thank you. Well voted, guys. Well voted. How could you all portray me like this? <laughs> I now know where their allegiances truly lie. Indeed. With oh. hipster fashions. It's <laughs> not me or anything. Just the... Yeah. Uh, so, I am... I'm not angry. I'm just disappointed. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Dad. Uh, so, yes, indeed. The poll was John... 
has earned the right to have a man bun should he desire. Yeah. I'm still going to cut it off if I ever see it. Mm. Okay. Maybe the listeners will have to chime in and be like, no, don't cut off John's man bun, yada, yada. But still, sh- straight off. Have you seen the TV series Adventure Time? Yeah. Where Sir Finn always is constantly wearing this white beanie hat thing that seals mm-hmm. off his entire head and mm. you can't see his hair. Indeed. Anyway, in one episode, he takes it off. And Man, just- it's like four, but yeah. Well, the first time he mm-hmm. takes it off, I'm referring to. Yep. He takes off the hat and it's just luscious, long locks. Golden hair. longer than he is, just mm-hmm. yep. fly out of the head and waving around. I'm waving my arms. It doesn't really help because this is an audio medium. Talking about tentacles, yes. Uh, <laughs> that is what I want to eventually grow my hair out to Oh, be. right. But and you so- shave the sides of your head. Yeah, so just the top, right? Oh, my goodness. To the point it's where... It's going to be horrifying. It will be. It will be very <laughs> terrifying. <laughs> anyway, so to the point where phew, it can do that. Mm-hmm. Because when I'm around literally everyone else, I'll tie it up into a man bun. But then to record the podcast, because you've said you'll cut it off if I ever cut, show up mm-hmm. with my hair tied into a man bun, yeah. I'm going to have to let it loose. Phew, and you'll just be like, how does anyone oh, hang out? <laughs> yes. It's like... Phew. Like the um, oh you the Lorax. Ah, uh, no, never seen it. Uh, what is this Doctor Zeus one with lots of hair? I don't Sounds know, like probably the Lorax. Not, I don't. Uh, anyway, that's mm-hmm. that's my goal in life. If anyone is wondering, well, uh, all I can say is I think Finn uses a lot of shampoo and conditioner. Oh, yeah, true. yeah, I used to have massively long hair. For our listeners, I mean, you may have seen my uh, photo on Twitter or. Facebook or wherever, or you may even know me. Or be a stalker. I mean, granted, I know all of you by name and sight because I stalk all of you. Uh, all of you. Um, he also knows you by your credit card numbers. No, no, no financial stuff. I just like watching you through the windows. If you look out the window right now, you might see me quick. Yep, that's me. You see Creepy. that shuffling of bushes? That was me hiding. <laughs> anyway, um, yeah, I like my hair's medium length or what have you, but. I used to have, like, really long hair, like, to the mm. point where I could take my fringe and, like, take it down to, like, my Adam's apple or, the me- like, the nape of my neck. <laughs> it really is the Adam's apple in yeah, this case. Yeah, it really is. Yeah, it is Adam's apple. But, like, it used to be crazy because if, like, when I got, got out of the shower or whatever, I'd shake my hair and head violently to wash it. And, it, like, I literally felt like some type of movie star coming out of the ocean. Just <laughs> <be> like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then I cut it and I just realized, oh my goodness, this is so much better. Because I can just run my hair through my... Uh, sorry, run my hair through my hair because my hair is also sentient. <laughs> and um, run your, your hand through your hair. Yes. Exactly. Uh, so uh, if you don't know, Adam's hair actually used to have a Facebook page back in the day. It's true. And... Not ran by me. Yeah, I, I'm not that. Mu- I'm not that much of a narcissist. Granted, I'm a bit of a narcissist, but, but not, not that, that much. much. Good gracious. So, John, the time has come. Have we, as we've discussed in the past, I belong to House Ravenclaw of Harry Potter fame mm-hmm. because I'm what is the word? A little bit too enamored with like Intellect. being yeah smart mm-hmm. and trying to find solutions to problems. And you belong to Slytherin. The Master House, yes. So, what character traits are most prevalent in uh, the Slytherin house? Cunning. Mm. Loyalty, funnily enough, to one another. Yes. Uh, Cunning, uh, tenacity... Although I think tenacity is more of a Hufflepuff trait, in my opinion, because they're enduring, you know? But I, I like Slytherin because... 
I like green. Green's a good colour. Oh, okay. But no, it's not that. (laughs) I like the concept of Slytherin. You know, not the pure blood nonsense. I mean, well, let's face it. I am pure blood. But it's more along the lines of... Pedigree. Yes. The cunning of it. I mean, think about it. A Slytherin isn't going to walk into a losing match. Not going to fight on fair ground. He's going to use whatever, or she is going to use uh, whatever advantage they can get. So I like that. Well, we've set a record for going on a tangent before we even have discussed what <laughs> this segment is about. But we uh, want to find out what are another type of house that we belong to in an effort to analyse each other's personalities, to discover each other's weaknesses and be able to thwart them. Destroy them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> so, today, for you, Adam, mm-hmm. especially for you, do you have a coin, actually? Uh, I have I a quiz... Which is, it's time to find out which Game of Thrones house you belong to. So there's, how many houses are there? I don't know. There's seven kingdoms. There's there's many, many houses. Many houses. So the thing is, right. And we're not talking, by the way, we're not talking about a physical house. It's a theoretical house, like what family you belong to. Yes. Just in case anyone was like, what house you, huh? So I'm pretty sure all of our listeners would have at least heard of Game of Thrones. Sure. Uh, but just a quick recap, set in the world of Westeros, ruled by uh, families and houses and things like that, uh, the hit TV show, all this type of yada, 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 brilliant series, blah, blah, blah. but John has kind of in the past month, or maybe month and a half, maybe two, has just finished watching it. Yeah. After not watching it, it for like ages. a while ago now, yeah. Oh, yeah. I never watched it because it was full of debaucherous content. Yeah. So I had to wait until you know I, it. A, until my wife was able to watch it with me and then <laughs> censor out all of the bad seas, which is so... <laughs> I basically, I've seen about 10% of the total screen time yeah. of the show. Mm-hmm. That's a good series. I don't mind it. So, I do have my Hearthstone coin here from the 2014 BlizzCon. So, we're, we're name-dropping nerd culture all the time you now. know it. Finally, we're actually surviving the apocalypse <laughs> the nerd's way. <laughs> all right. So, uh, one, heads, gem, tails. Okay. So, if it lands on... Gem or one? Which was heads again? <laughs> One is heads? Yes. Gem tails. Okay. Okay, so I'm going to call you flip. Mm-hmm. Okay. Heads. Actually, tails. Nah, heads. Heads it is. <laughs> so, uh, and what is this for? Uh, so who goes first? Okay. Tails. So, you go first. No, I get to choose who goes oh, first. Oh, right. Okay. Who do you choose to go first? You. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Due to technical difficulties, uh, we had to forego our uh, previous recording of this, and now we're starting again. All right. So I have, once again, the most official source of all knowledge and intuition in the universe. Yeah. As a Ravenclaw, I can say this. Oh, goodness. Buzzfeed.com. That's B-U-Z-Z. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) Okay, so. Glorious. it's, It's German for important knowledge. Yes. Think. I've, I can verify that I as mean, a Slytherin because I don't mind lying. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's a parcel tongue. Oh. All right. So, Adam. Yes. I'm going to quiz you. Start with the first question. Mm-hmm. I'll get you to fill it in and then I'll fill in my answer as well. Sounds good. What do you most value in an ally? Mm-hmm. Okay. So, the answers are honesty, charisma, hard work, strength, loyalty, virtue, ability to reason, kindness, and intelligence. What do I want in an ally? I'm going to go... That, yes, that's my teeth. Yeah, that makes my teeth hurt hearing that. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go hard work. 
Oh, okay. I'm going to go with loyalty. Mm-hmm. Because I don't want my people backstabbing me, essentially. <laughs> the next thing is to choose a royal. A Disney royal. Indeed. So, mm-hmm. it's got a picture, lovely pictures for us. One option is King Triton, uh, Mufusa. Mufasa. Mufasa? Oh, what on earth? my <laughs> God. <laughs> Sorry. I've been kicked out of... Mufasa, yes. Mufusa. Mufusa. What is wrong with me? I do not know. Okay, so Mufasa. I'll let you finish Thank that. you. Okay. Disney Royals. King, King Triton. Mufasa. <laughs> Queen... What is it? Queen Leah. Elsa. The king from Cinderella, because that's what he's named as in this. Uh, okay. Uh, the Queen of Hearts, Emperor Kuzo, uh, Sultan Hamad from uh, Aladdin, and the Emperor of China from Mulan. So oh. what royal are you going to go for? And if you say, what, what, Musafa, uh, I'm not going to be pleased. <laughs> I'm going to go with Mafusa. <laughs> <laughs> I am going Who to go. Who are you going with? Uh, I liked him, even for a short period on screen, but I'm going the Emperor from China. Oh, wow. Okay. Okay, Adam, what would you most value in the known world? Mm -hmm. Armor, gold coins, a horse, a sword, a squire, good boots, wine, a bow and arrow, or um, access to a... uh, uh, A brothel. Goodness gracious, I can't even say brothel. (laughs) So for me, uh, what do what was it? What do I value most? I would value on a sword. For wow. me, okay. So this is a tricky one, and I'm gonna spend ages deliberating about it because I can't really decide what I would value most. You have five seconds. Uh, okay, armor. four, three. Okay, because it keeps you safe and it's valuable. Sure, sure. Good in a battle, but it doesn't mean that you have to fight all the time. Okay, so choose a non-human character, a white walker, giants, the manticores, dire wolves, three-eyed ravens, the children of the forest, skeletal whites, rather, dragons, or whites. (sighs) What on earth is a manticore? Well, depending on... Oh, the poison... Yeah, it all depends on what... Mythology we're talking about here, but in Game of Thrones, it's the little crab spider thing with the creepy face on it. Right. Okay, so I'm not going to choose that. Poison, it's not my game. Uh, Adam is touching That is your leg, leg right. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I, I think there's really only one choice here. The giants. Because oh, okay. I'm huge. But no, I'm not going to choose that. I'm going to choose the three-eyed ravens. Because right. the knowledge of the future. Oh, my goodness. Mm-hmm. Even though I wouldn't cease to be... I would choose for mine, uh, direwolves. Easy, yeah. because I like wolves. Always have, always will. Adam does have uh, two... Siberian huskies. And they do look exactly like direwolves. Poder is just gorgeous. Although, anyway. did you know that mm-hmm. the direwolves in Game of Thrones, the ones, the actual dogs that play the characters, mm-hmm. are not actually that big? They're not even as big as your two dogs. Well, um... Th- when they were puppies, they were played by uh, a mixture of either Alaskan Malamutes or Siberian Huskies, like mm. Lady, um, okay. Sansa's puppy. Yeah, I, I love them all. I, I would totally keep them. Oh, man, I want a die wolf so bad. Just so I could just be, like, ride it into battle, essentially. That would be so cool. What would you spend most of your time dealing with as a leader? Would it be 
your family, your palace, your advisors, your army, your enemies, your people, your gold, your knights, or your sanity. I'm going to vote for the last one for you. No. Your sanity. That's going to take you deal- a lot of... No, no, for me... <laughs> Uh, I would deal with my advisors the most so I could leech their knowledge. Oh. And John, what would you choose? Um, You'd choose what you your th- people. Yeah, my people, because that's what it's all about at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. That's a good point. Okay, so pick a British actor. We're both going to choose the same person here. So the first option is Benedict Cumberbatch. Mm-hmm. I may as well just click it. Oh, actually. Mm-hmm. I know who I- If you choose him, I'll choose someone different. Emma Watson. Daniel Craig, Helen Mirren, Idris Elba, Emily Blunt, Tom Hiddleston, Kira Knightley, or Tom Hardy. Mm-hmm. For me, I am going to choose. Are you going to choose Benedict Cumberbatch? Yeah. Okay, then I Sherlock will choose is something. Just amazing. Di- yes, he is. I'm going to choose Tom Hiddleston. I also ah. like Helen Mirren, but. Loki. Helen Mirren. Yeah, Loki. Hardcore. Apparently, he's a really good guy in real life. Yeah, he is. Yeah. I have beer with him every Friday. Uh, <coughs> oh, yeah, me too. Yeah. Wait, Friday? A Thursday? Because obviously, otherwise, we'd be having it at the same time. <laughs> um, all right. Okay. What word... Oh, goodness. We could ask each other this. Yeah. Uh, what word would you use... Sorry. What... My apologies. Good gracious. What word would your friends use to describe you? Smart, sassy, funny, bossy, with dollar signs. Dollar signs. <laughs> Wild. I'm click that just to annoy you. Thanks. Wild, gorgeous, brave, emotional, or awesome. I'm going to say sassy. Okay. Is no, that not really? Okay. No, no. So this. Wow. Okay. So you're kind of answering for yourself here. What? Mm. What word would I use? No, no, no. What word do you think I'd use to describe you? What would, mm, for me, mm-hmm. I think you would say probably emotional because you think of it as weakness for me. <laughs> You're not going to use awesome. Uh, definitely not bossy. Although sometimes when I'm like, come on, Adam, speak into the microphone. <laughs> Shall I pick for you this one then? All right, pick it for me. Um, oh, oh, he did awesome. Uh, this is amazing. I, I... I've never been so complimented. I have always complimented you as such, you disgusting peasant. Okay, what are we going to go with? So, what word... Oh, do I have to yeah, choose you yours choose, as well? Yeah, yeah. Okay, what word do I use? Well, no, no, well first, what word, I, like, I think, essentially. Yeah, what would you say? I would say you would describe me as gorgeous. No. Um, <laughs> well, uh, there's a reason uh, I don't... Bossy. you totally choose bossy for me. <laughs> no, come on. Yeah, I'm a horrible human being. Do you know what I'd being. actually use? What's that? Some wait. I'm just going over just each going- one, <laughs> <laughs> just seeing what his reaction is. Now I'm just deadpanning. I'm not going to give him anything. I'm going to choose wild. Emotional. Okay, so the results are in. Oh, hang on, hang on. I, I think this is loading, loading. Ready? Okay. Uh huh. Right. Okay, oh, so is- Adam got uh, House Targaryen with a lovely picture of Daenerys yep, there, which I'm I admit, female. that's exactly what I think of when I think of Adam. Daenerys, Stormborn, Targaryen, first of her. Anyway, I'll read this. You are a leader and know what it's... Sorry, and know what it takes to make it. You handle responsibility well and are the best at what you do. Where you lead, others will always follow. 
There you go. All right, so... And John... Well, let's find out what I am. Because you got... If I'm Baratheon, that means I overtake you. True, true, true. Okay, what did I Congratulations, John. You are a Targaryen as well. Oh, my goodness. So, I think there might be something wrong with the BuzzFeed. Yeah, so BuzzFeed is just rating everyone Targaryen. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. (laughs) All right, let's put a pin on this and we'll come back to it when we find a more official uh, quiz. Yes, indeed. For the time being, we belong to the same house. Oh, true. That's terrifying. That's very terrifying. Yeah. Mm. All right. Next segment. (sighs) That was a disaster. That was horrible. (laughs) So I've been watching the first series of Psych again. Mm-hmm. It's it's a good show. I've watched it before, but never really watched it episode to episode. Just I've like never seeing when it. it's on. You've never seen it? No, not an episode. Okay, so the reason I like it, there's a point to this segment, but we'll just briefly diverge and talk about Psych because it's a great show. Um, the reason I like it, it's it's a murder mystery, yes. But it's not your normal one where it's just the detective in the town like investigating murders. It's actually the detective's son basically is a disappointment to his father because he doesn't follow in his footsteps and become a detective. But his dad has literally, over the course of his life as a child, uh, used all these games and tricks and like uh, circumstances, turning everything into a life lesson that would teach him to be a good detective. Okay. So he is almost cursed with this incredible intellect that can solve any crime so easily, Mm. but he doesn't... He he hasn't done the tests to become a detective. Right. So, he has put in so many... He's like, all right, I've got to do something with this. So, he puts in all these hints, uh, like rings up the police and puts in a tip to say, oh, by the way, it's this person. Mm-hmm. Check this and you'll realise that they were the murderer just from what he sees so he's on the just news. just a civilian? Yeah, he's a civilian. Okay. He's yep. a civilian. But anyway, one day the police are like, he knows way too much. Mm-hmm. Bring him in for questioning, assuming that he's party to the crimes. Now, of course, he's not. But he has to try and explain how he could solve all of this just using his intellect. Mm -hmm. But, of course, in the hurry of the moment, he's, like, getting put away in the cell and he's got to, like, pitch it quickly. And he realized beforehand that one of, using, again, his good attention to detail, he realized that the police officer that was escorting him out was very into, like, the mystic kind of stuff, um, whatever you call that. Like psychics, mysticism. And all that mysticism. Mm-hmm. So he's like, because I'm a psychic, and then goes blah, 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 does like a trance, and then starts telling people's uh, facts about people that he's just been able to ascertain from noticing small things. So I'm a sh- just from everything you've said just now. Yes, it's essentially the American version of Sherlock Holmes. Yeah, okay. but better. So there is but actually. Be- I beg your pardon. Just not better than Sherlock. Okay. I'd say I enjoy it more than Elementary, which actually oh, yeah. is, is an American, American version of, of Sherlock. Yeah. yeah. So, um, True. Uh, so it is like, it's not Sherlock. as good. It's not the same tone mm-hmm. as Sherlock. It's more of a comedy. I'm just going it, on record to say, because mm. I need this on record forever and forever more. Yeah. BBC Sherlock Holmes with Benedict Cumberbatch is the greatest Sherlock Holmes that this planet has or will ever see. Yes. Well, we don't know for sure that there won't be one better, but we can probably. I, I do know. I've been okay. to the future. Oh, yeah. oh that's kind of sad. Mm-hmm. Honestly, great show. If you haven't seen it, see that. Oh. And then after you're done with that, and you need to find another show to watch, Psych is a pretty good one. Sounds good. So this game. So this comes from one episode again—a flashback to when he was a child in the game. He had to play with his father, mm-hmm. um, and he has to use it in the episode because each. Uh, 
flashback relates back to the current day. Adam's already falling asleep. <laughs> yawning. <laughs> so this Sorry. game, mm-hmm. if you remember from our most popular episode of all time, Situational Awareness, mm-hmm. we actually had this game where you would close your eyes and you had to remember what was in your room. Yep. Pretty easy. You think and then you try it and you realize how difficult it is. Now, Adam's, I can see him scanning John, his close your eyes. right now. What? You can't do that close to Close your me. eyes. No. Yep. This is your house. Come on. Close your eyes. <laughs> how many glass panels are on the dividing door between your kitchen? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. No, ten. What? Oh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There is ten indeed. He's close. He's All right. So, so we yeah, played continue. that before, mm-hmm. which is a really interesting experience because I think in there I'm like... Close your eyes and then count the stuff in the room. And when I was editing the podcast, I was playing along as well. But I was on a plane. So it was a really bizarre experience. <laughs> um, we'll raise some eyebrows where you're closing your eyes and then looking around real suspiciously. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so as it happens, I'll probably be mm-hmm. editing this podcast on a plane as well. Because oh. I'm about to leave uh, the country because Adam has, knows my address now. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> no, not really. Uh, so, we've got a new game. It's almost the exact same, but mm-hmm. with a twist. Right. Okay? So, d- don't look around this room, because it's not going to help you. Okay. Uh, well, you can, but it's just not going to help nope, you. Nope, I'm You're now eyeballing this, yep. Uh, you don't need to put the blinkers up. Blinders. Like, it's not I'm blinkers, I'm not going, bleep, bleep. <laughs> and listeners at home, you can mm-hmm. you can play along. You can do this as well, wherever you are. Yes. All right, ready, Adam? I guess. Close your eyes. Don't touch me. Right now, mm-hmm. in your bedroom at home, mm-hmm. how many items of clothing are on the floor? None. None. Okay, good. You keep your room clean. Mm-hmm. Do you have a bedside table? Yes. On that bedside table, mm-hmm. what do you have on there? You uh, don't have to say everything, but just what do you remember on there? Everything. A lamp, a ring, a necklace, three books bottle of water, and a phone charger. Wow. Okay. What uh, color is the ring? Uh, silver. Okay. What corner of the desk is the ring on? Uh, bottom left. Wow. You're good at this. So, the reason I asked for the position is because this game isn't just about knowledge of where you keep your stuff. This is uh, situational awareness, remembering where it was when you last left it. Hmm. So it's a way of developing your photographic memory. Right. Okay. Uh, is your bed made? No. Um, Embarrassing, but true. <laughs> is is the sheet up or down? Uh, clarification. Uh, so is is it just crunkled a bit, and the sheet is all the way up, or is the sheet down from when you got out of the bed and you slid it down? So it's all crawled, crawled well, up no. at the end. Oh, of the bed. I see. No. Um. So when I get out of bed, I kind of like. I pull it off myself, so it's... It's uh, off to the side. Exactly. It's left like a neat side. or right side. Uh, so, I pull it from the left to the right. Okay, so it's on the right. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, you can open your eyes now. You did well. Thank You've you. You've got good um, photographic memory. Oh. Or a spatial memory, I suppose. It's not necessarily a photograph. I appreciate that. And that ends the segment. We're definitely not going to test me out. No, we are. <laughs> okay. <I'm> not. <laughs> okay. Okay, okay. You well, did I can't. Really well, I'm kind of sad that you did so well. Oh, sorry. Because <laughs> I'm going to be really embarrassed if I don't do that work. Okay, close your eyes. Okay. <sighs> do you have a desk at work? Oh, yes. All right. Oh, no. I was not expecting this. Um, <laughs> okay. Okay. Mm. 
How many wheels are on your chair at work? Oh, one, two, three, four. Oh, is it five or six? One, two, one, two, three, four, five. I'm going to say five okay. and I can check this. <laughs> yes. Okay. When fine. I get to work tomorrow. When you left, did you leave your chair? Did you push your chair in or leave it out? Pushed in. Okay. Uh, I'm going to have to take a photo of my desk to <laughs> test myself. Does your desk have drawers? I do not. Okay. That's annoying. I do have <laughs> I do have a little shelf that I share with the person next to me. Oh, okay. Oh, that's good. All right. On this shelf that you share with the person next to you, mm. how are there any knickknacks? Or is it just all work Many, stuff? many knickknacks. Okay. What is the closest knickknack to your side of the desk? Technically, my coffee cup. Mm-hmm. But if you're discounting that, there's a box of T2 leaves. There is okay. a T2 strainer, one of those ones that you put on the cup and it comes out of the bottom. Mm-hmm. And then on top of that is a Lego model of the TARDIS, because nerds away, of mm. course. Of course. And then to the right of that, there is no joke. Oh, man. One, two, three, four. And then probably about 15. So probably 19 Pikachus and a knitted Pikachu hat. So someone is obsessed with Pikachus. And then there's a Rubik's Cube. As nice. Well. Yes. Nice. Okay. All right. <laughs> it's a running joke at the office. Ah, right. People buy him and more Pikachus and it's getting out of control. Nice. Okay. Your coffee cup. Okay. When you left, oh. was the handle facing to the left, to the right, facing you or facing away? Trick question. It doesn't have a handle. Ooh. It's a plastic keep cup. Oh, that's so annoying <laughs> and boring. <laughs> yeah. Okay. How many windows are in your office? What? My office is huge. How on earth am I supposed to get that? Oh, You should have counted this. Okay, one, two, three, four. <laughs> I just hit the, I hit the mirror. I, I'm like already in my office. One, two, three, four, five, and then ten on the other side. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, sorry, five on the other side. They're huge, huge windows. Nice. Okay. I think that's probably right. And then the balcony window, one, two, three, four. So probably 24, mm-hmm. but I'm probably way off. This is out of my How many coffees does your office, uh, your co-worker who sits across from you, mm. who you share the shelf with, have a day? Uh, or tea? One of, them, one of the other. He normally has uh, one coffee a day, mm-hmm. uh, but he does fill water into his coffee mug, which is confusing, but I'm pretty sure it's only one coffee a day. All right. Okay, last question then. How often do you break wind in your <laughs> office? No, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> you can open your eyes. A hundred times a day. <laughs> well done. Well done. That was tricky. I like how you, you I, were I so don't... involved in your space there that when you're pointing around at these mirrors, you smash your hand into the mirror behind yeah. you. I like it. <laughs> well done. That's actually really fun. And oh, now yeah, I'm, so I'm like, whoa, I'm back at home yeah. instead of the office. So I hope you were able to kind of play along thinking of your home and your office. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe some of our questions didn't make sense, like how many Pikachus are there. <laughs> but <laughs> uh, there you go. Maybe. Now you've got a new exercise to help your space awareness. For sure. And now, I think it's like hugely important as well, not just a case of like zombie apocalypse. If you mm. really want to like walk into a room and freak the absolute hell out of people, which is what I love to do on a daily basis, mm. is you walk in and take everything that you possibly can in and take just leave it in your brain somewhere, you know? 
Uh, and then if someone says, oh, I wonder how many people are here, you could be like, oh, there's anywhere between 35 and 50, you know, <laughs> or 35 and 40, whatever. The smaller like, margin, the creepier it is. Do you still have that picture frame of your mum with the dog mm-hmm. in it on your room? And they're like, what? <laughs> that was 15 years ago you visited my house. I remember everything. <laughs> um, but also, when it comes to surviving the apocalypse, oh. you're going to have to know when you come back to your base or your little bug out hole or whatever it is, Hugely. if something's moved... Mm-hmm. That means someone is either currently there hiding, waiting yep. for you, or they visited. They know where you are. You need to pack up shop and go. So, this yeah. kind of awareness skills is going to help us. And Enjoy. it's the same in the office environment as well. If someone's moved something on your desk, oh boy, you can kick up a fuss. <laughs> <laughs> or if, you know, you steal some type of standing desk, uh, all this type of stuff. That's um... <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so uh, I did sorry. get in trouble once at my office for stealing a standing desk. Yeah. <laughs> now, if you think that's not part of my character, that's because it's not. Someone told me to, that the standing desk was available for the taking, and it turns out... <sighs> Yeah, he's he's worked it up. It turns out it wasn't. And uh, that person, uh, yeah, hates me now. Yeah. I mean, I do as well. And yes, I'm just, I'm opening up a... Uh, bag of snacks? What is this? Bag of mints, you silly fool. Oh. Is Would that Fisherman like Friends? Yeah. Those things are so powerful. Yeah, they are. Let's go for it. All right. John's going to have a Fisherman's Friend. They look disgusting. This is going to be a spicy segment. Oh, yeah, it is. All so, right. Good game. Yeah, so... Practice it as much as you can, folks. It's much like the Close Your Eyes game, except it's trying to remember, not trying to... Uh, not. Well, yeah, it's different. A, a long-term memory versus like immediate short-term memory. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's right. Okay, so, Adam. Yes. <laughs> wow, that was... <laughs> yes, well, Johnny Boy, I do say. <laughs> that was a good response. Thank you. So I was out in the garden today. Mm. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> that's going to have to stop eventually. Uh, I'm trying to do a podcast. Oh, here. sorry. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> is this the influence of this? Hey, you leave this out of this, okay? okay? She's a glorious woman. Okay. So I was out in my garden mm-hmm. and I'm just hearing this. And I'm like, what is going on? Oh, God. It's spreading. (laughs) You Mm -hmm. say that, but it's actually what's happening. Oh, God. So, I walk around the corner Mm -hmm. to get a better view. Basically, what's happening is from where the sentient plant is, there's all these, like, little lumps, things. I'll describe them later, but falling down, Mm -hmm. hitting the roof. Because I was like, is it raining? Is it hailing? It's No, it's not. It's clear blue skies. And I look down and I see this berry and I'm like, what? Someone's chewed into it. What is going on? And I look up mm-hmm. and on top of the sentient plant, there's birds picking at it, trying to chew these things. And it's, I, I can't do sound effects because I've got a mint in my mouth. Uh-huh. But, um, <laughs> so they're trying to chew them. Yeah. But they, it's like, whatever it is, it's not very yummy. So they're just picking them and like, oh, that one's bad. Throw it away. Oh, that one's bad. Throw it away. Mm-hmm. Just again and again from where these flowers used to be on the sentient plant. Yeah. I'm like, what? Anyway, so I've got one here t- today to show you. Oh, okay. This is from the sentient plant. I don't know. Um, gifts from the sentient plant tend to be toxic. Look at this. Oh, wow. This legit. That looks like off. something out of, like, 
H.P. Lovecraft. It really does. So we'll post a photo. That's creepy. And I don't know why. It just doesn't look right. It Honestly, it's extremely weird. (gasps) I don't know. If I'd eat that, the sentient plant would be after me. this... This is what has fallen down from the plant in my backyard. Here it is. This strange blob, basically, has fallen down from the sentient plant in my... (laughs) In my backyard. Look at that. Like, it's not just a seed. It's not just a fruit. It legit has tentacles coming out of it. Like, that is not normal. That is not okay. I'm pretty sure that it's trying to spread its influence... I mean, as uh, our friend Tyson from Screen Review Time Warp... Oh, God, now they... You know, every time we say that, <laughs> we get a dollar from them. Yeah, uh, we anyway, <laughs> From Tyson being on here, he said... What was the other one? The forest in somewhere? Oh, Panda. Panda. Um, yeah, I think the sentient plan is gearing up for war. Ba-bum-bum-ba-bum. Wow. Ba-bum-bum-ba-bum. God, I need to shave. I look fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, there's not like... A- it's hard to describe how many there are, but basically I've got this like old pot and I've tried to collect them up. There's probably, I don't know, what, 30? Wow. And that's that's half of the ones that have fallen down on the ground, okay? But on the actual plant itself, there's easily probably... 23,412. No, 30 times that up on the tree. Mm-hmm. And they're still coming down into my backyard. Oh, you just called the sentient plant a tree. He's going to be so mad at you. I mean, frondy thing, not tree. Um, But yeah, look at the... And they're just everywhere. Anyway, so I looked it up on Gumtree and these little things are worth about 15 bucks a pop. So making the money. (laughs) Woo! (laughs) So Gumtree for our lovely American listeners is like Craigslist for us Australians. Good point. Except, you know, there's no creepy weirdos. Actually, that's a lie. They're yeah, they're probably... <gasps> but yeah, uh, yeah, that's interesting. So you're going to be wealthy, so that way you can, I don't know, buy me stuff. The only problem is I do need to wait for them all to grow to the appropriate size. So I'm just going to put them all in yogurt containers because I can't afford that many pots. <sighs> anyway, the bad news is, is like they're getting everywhere. Mm. Like I said, I've swept out a bit of them on the ground. But that's only in the bricked paved area. Where the sentient plant is, there's like a whole garden bed. And they're all getting spat out there by the birds as well. Hmm. So that plant, like if you haven't seen the photo on Facebook, it's huge. It's at least seven meters tall. I'd and say higher. In the light of a full moon, that stuff is terrifying. <laughs> I know. And there's and they're just landing hickledy pickledy everywhere. So in about pickety boo. <laughs> In about 30 years, <laughs> there's going to be a whole forest of these things. Oh, my goodness. That anyway, sentient creepy. plant taking over. Everyone, hide your houses. It's hide run, your houses. Run for the hills. <laughs> food isn't safe. The sentient plant's probably infected all our food supplies. Oh, dear. This is going to be a horrifying way to die horribly. Well done, everybody. Well done. <laughs> this segment is brought to you by love. <laughs> no. So, John, as we both know, I am a night walker. Indeed. I work in the night. I live in the night. I am essentially vampiric, except, you know, I don't drink blood because the blood of people is disgusting, right? It's okay. He can enter my house without asking. Wait, does that make it better or worse? I don't know. True, true. So, I 
just out of curiosity, I wanted to bring this up, and I'd love I'd like to hear from our listeners as well. Mm. What's being as I work nights every night, I I see some weird stuff. I see some creepy, weird, awesome stuff that goes creepy crawling throughout the evening. But I may not have seen everything, of course. So I'd like to know what's the weirdest thing that you have seen in the night. Me as in John or as in the listeners? John first. Okay. <laughs> and I'd love to hear from the listeners as well. Yeah, tweet us at the nerdsway underscore pod mm-hmm. with all your scary stories. Or email us and we'll read it on the podcast. Indeed. Mm-hmm. We- and I'll, we'll play with some ominous music in the background as I read as well. Oh, yeah. By the way, we read every single email that we get at the nerdsway at gmail.com. Yep. So uh, now's a good time. All right. Twitter update. Please update your password. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, uh, yes, okay. So, the creepiest thing I've ever seen at night. Mm-hmm. I have seen... I feel like I've not seen as many creepy things as you. Mm-hmm. Because you're always out at the night. True. But for me, like, all I've seen is the odd shooting star or maybe a plane that's not quite flying fast enough to be a plane, but mm-hmm. it's too fast to be a planet. Mm-hmm. Like, like and it's not it's not an arc, so it's not a satellite. Oh, okay. And you're just like, what is that? Mm-hmm. And you never ever find out. Hence the term dun, dun, UFO, dun. I suppose. True. Unidentified. Could be a drone of sorts. It could be. In mm-hmm. fact, I have seen a drone. You see it flying around. And you're like, what is that? And then, but the uh, bzzz yeah. of the gives drone it away pretty quickly. Yeah, it gives it away. So you're not really thinking that's a UFO per se. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, most of the things that I see that are creepy at night happen around, like on, on the earth, not in the sky. Hmm, okay. And mostly it revolves around things that you're doing while we're hanging out at night. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm really interested to know what crazy stuff you've seen. Well, it's not so much crazy or, I mean, I have seen some pretty weird stuff. But, so, for instance, when I was younger, because like, I've always liked the night. I've always been interested in... Nighttime activities. I like the night better than the day. It's quieter. You can go walking without people bothering you. You know, it's quiet, it's lovely, and it's peaceful, right? Mm. Glorious. So, once, uh, I can't remember, I think when I first moved over here, I had my license and I was helping uh, do newspaper runs, right? Mm-hmm. And I was dropping it off at this uh, local grocer and I... I don't know why, like, I think I stretched my back or something and just looked out and up at the sky. And I saw something, like, to this day, I cannot explain it. Like, I do not know. I know that, A, it couldn't have been a star that was causing... Anyway, what I saw was, as I saw something the size of, like, a large star in the sky moving erratically. And I'm not talking, like, uh, like a plane or anything like that. This thing was way too far up. And it was moving in long... Like, curving, graceful arcs, essentially. But it didn't look like it was controlled. It looked like it was out of control. It, it looked like like a, a like scribbling. Imagine a toddler scribbling, right? Right. It looked like that. And I was Whoa. just like, it can't, be like a, it can't be a satellite. Because the satellite would have probably run out of fuel before. <laughs> because I, I was watching it for a solid, like, 30 seconds or so. Just like... <gasps> Couldn't hear anything, but <laughs> what I imagine it sounded like. Yeah, because um, we can't see. Mm-hmm. Well, I can, but the listeners can't yeah. see what you're drawing <laughs> with your hands. But it, it couldn't have been anything man-made because, Ooh. A, distance. Mm. Like, well, at least not manned anyways. Um, 
distance, like how far away it was, was like just the light source was so far up in the sky. Uh, the, uh, the turns it was making would have like liquefied someone's insides with the G force. Wow. Uh, and the speed it was going, I was just like, it was so crazy and weird. Like I just, there's nothing like in my head that I can explain that with. It can't be a weather balloon. It can't be anything like that. It was just so high up. And the movement's so random that it had to be something that was out of control. So I was just like, I have no idea what I was, like UFO. Who knows? Um, high altitude test military spacecraft. I don't know. All possible. But I just know that it was unexplainable and strange, and I still cannot explain it to this day. Wow, it's those things that it's like. If you die and go to heaven, you're, you're like, like asking God, what was that? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> There was also one other thing. Okay. Uh, the day before I went back over to New South Wales for a visit, uh, I was standing at the back of my old house, uh, which is ironically uh, right next to the house I'm currently in. <laughs> oh, right. Yeah. Anyway, um, I was looking at the back, and this was like two o'clock, three o'clock in the morning or whatever, and I see two lights rise up from the ground. What? And, like, keep going up. <sighs> and this was... Oh, I can't even remember how long ago it was. But... Like, from my perspective, they looked like rockets. Like, it didn't happen quickly. It wasn't a whoop, like a UFO. It looked like two missile launches into the atmosphere. But Australia, Western Australia, does not have uh, any type of space oh. launching capabilities. <sighs> so, I was just like, what the hell is that? And, yeah, they just, like, because there were two of them, they just kept rising. Uh. Like, kept going. I'm like, and because, like, they were a good distance away, I was just like, that... They look like rockets being launched into space. It was real weird. Uh, so I made some inquiries and everything, and there was like, there's no record. No, well, not no record, but there's no agency that launches spacecraft there. Oh it's like very strange. Well, back then. So yeah, it was really cool. Um, yeah. Oh, I've seen some weird stuff, just like weird, creepy stuff. Like, uh, I not a huge fan. Of, like, I'm not scared of them or anything. Not a huge fan of spiders. Okay. Right. I saw one that was about as big as my hand, uh, like, just crawling, like, so quickly towards me. Like, it was hunting me. I hated those things so much. I just jumped in my car car and ran. (laughs) That's not creepy. But I always remember that because I could just imagine. Like, I I, I know I couldn't, but I could imagine hearing that clickety-clack of the, like, the chitinous exoskeleton on um, on the concrete as it's, like, scurrying towards me. I mean, I could have jumped up on it and killed it, or maybe it would have grabbed me, thrown me, webbed me, and eaten me. <laughs> so, yeah, I, just, I like the night, but I want to hear our listeners' stories. Yeah. And I, I would love to read the creepy stuff out on the podcast, because I'm a creepy yes. guy. And we'll have ominous music playing in the background, and we'll talk monotonously, and monotonously, whatever. And, <laughs> Magnanimously? Uh, monotonely. Okay. So, yeah, really good. It'll be super fun. But have you got anything else, John? Oh, I just, for some reason, like, talking about weird, creepy stuff in the sky, I'm reminded of these dreams that I continually have mm-hmm. every time before I go on a flight or anything like that. Yeah. Where, for some reason, I am the person that has to go flying to another planet and visiting another planet for the first time. And then inevitably, of course, the spaceship crashes and you're flying headfirst into this gigantic planet. Lost in space. Because, yeah, it's... Uh, 
like honestly, I wanted to sue them for copyright because it was exactly <laughs> copyright of my one. dreams. Yeah, yeah, my dream I had. Uh-huh. But just the unfathomable size of space. Like I'm oh, sure Tyson from Screen Review Time. Well, thanks for another dollar. Yeah. Um, <laughs> we'll be able to tell us just how big the universe is. Mm-hmm. But just if you think about it, so get this right. Look down right now. See how in your entire field of vision there's stuff. Well, that's what a planet is. It fills up your entire field of vision, 180 degrees times the other direction as well. Mm-hmm. It's filled. Huge, mm-hmm. right? And then in your dream, because it's all theoretically, you can comprehend mm-hmm. the size of these planets all at once. And honestly, it's so terrifying. And one in one particular dream, another planet was coming to collide with Earth. And... Honestly, Planet X, Nibiru, or whatever the um, <laughs> conspiracy theorists say. Yeah, mm-hmm. And it's just terrifying because everyone was, like, outside having a party, like, as in the world's ending, there's nothing we can do I'd about be at that party. <laughs> mm-hmm. And I'm just like, surely there's something we can do. Surely there's something we can do. And it's just like... And for some reason, it wasn't just the planet. It was also, like, reality was going to end because it was going to cause a split in the time-space continuum. Of course. And my dreams are not just, like... Your dreams are an episode of Dr. Bloody Who. They really are. (laughs) But the problem with my dreams is they don't stop. It's not like, oh, the planet's coming to crash. Oh, no, we're going to all die. And then the dream ends. Mm -hmm. Oh, no, it crashes into Earth. Reality is torn apart. And then there's a solid, like, well, dreams don't have normal time, but it's like a solid imagine five seconds or something where there's just nothing because reality's gone. And I'm like... Well, that sucked. Well, I didn't because I couldn't think because reality had ended. <laughs> like, my dream... Horrific, horrific. Your dreams are horrifying. <gasps> anyway, glorious. I'm just glad I haven't seen anything as terrifying as Planet X in the sky in bum, real bum, life. Bum, bum, bum. <laughs> oh, okay, so that's cool. So, see, you could do that. I could never do, like, extra space exploration because Ooh. getting from point A to point B through that void, I'd, I'd be a wreck. I'd hate that. Oh, terrifying. So... One of the weirdest dreams I've had, and I don't know why it's weird, but it was me. I I, I don't know. I was we're landing the plane. Okay, the mm. pilot wasn't great. Oh no, crashes right because we've come in way too fast. The plane doesn't explode or anything like that. In fact, uh, like the front end shears off, the back end shears off. Oh no, the front Wait, like shears in, off. Um, uh, the Dark Knight Rises with Bane and the. Anyway, go oh, on. Uh, kinda, kinda. Okay. Um. Anywho, so. Anyway, uh, the the plane, like, I was strapped in. Everybody's screaming. I'm not, in fact. And I don't know why. This is my <laughs> no. dream self, right? Okay. I'm looking bored. So, <laughs> as this thing's like, like it rolls, hits something, and goes up, right? Now, I... We'll get to that, right? Um, uh, Like, the plane goes up. Like, it's... What goes up must come down. And no joke, no word of a lie. My dream self sighs. Just like... <laughs> <sighs> and then gone but that that me going up so imagine a wave i hate vast open spaces like that right okay like out on the ocean with Mm. those like gigantic waves couldn't do it no uh just flat out don't like it because like those waves like can take you up so high and then you drop like a like mm. that. And interstellar. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Not just interstellar, like gra- um, gravity, mm. a horror movie for me. Yeah. Um, yeah, the, like that plane going up, whilst my dream self was just like, <sighs> bored, 
my conscious self was quailing <laughs> and screaming in fear because I like I no no I I just don't like. It's not that I don't like heights. I can stand on the edge of a cliff and be perfectly fine. But it's just I don't know what it is. Honestly, I d- I just don't like that. That sense of there you go. That sense of non control. Yeah. Of falling. I don't. Mm. If I could fly, I'd be fine. Control freak. Yes, sir. I must admit, I'm not surprised to hear that your dream self is yawning and stuff as it's falling to its death. Because the first time we met, actually, one of the things we talked about was your preferred way of dying. Because, of course, it's Adam. Yeah, That's true. the first thing that you talk sound- to people about. It's true, I do. Like, thinking about it now, it almost sounds like a threat. <laughs> Which is probably why I don't have many friends. How would you like to die? Yeah. I mean, what preferred method yeah, would you exactly. like to die? Mm-hmm. Hypothetically speaking. Me, I... And, of course, you stated that falling from an airplane would be exhilarating. Precisely to an extent. Like the parachute not working. Your last oh, words could be, look out below. But that's different because it's intentional. Right, that's what you said. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> Diving into a volcano. That would be pretty fun. Um, kicking Gollum. the head of a uh, nuclear, like a lost, forgotten, buried nuclear warhead. And just be going, hmm, what's this? <laughs> I mean, you're atomized. Oh, wow. You're not feeling that. <laughs> that would be extreme. You might become one with the universe before you die. <laughs> I can see everything. We all got it wrong. The answer to the universe was... And then you die. Yep, yep. For that brief moment, that shining moment before your soul is incinerated in nuclear (laughs) fire, uh, you you see everything. And in that moment, everything is timeless. (laughs) Oh, it's brilliant. Oh, yes. But, wow. Yeah, so me talking about people, how they want to die. Hey, (laughs) call into the nerd's way and let us know how you wish to perish in the night. We do want to start going to cons and stuff in the future. And if you ever have the, uh, let's say the... the unfortunate circumstance of meeting Adam, mm-hmm. and he asked you how you would prefer to die. Just know that it's what he just asks as an interesting way to get to know you. And not it's just that, not it's a good a conversation over not. Yeah, not it's a good. threat. Try if, it out. Yeah, if I wanted to threaten somebody, I'd you'd know well, you're being threatened. Exactly, exactly. It'd be filled with dark prologues and speech <laughs> and all sorts of fun stuff. It's, there's a whole like ceremony that goes with yeah, it. Yeah, indeed. As most of you know, and if you don't, shame on you. But Lord of the Rings is making a television series. Amazon, rather, is making a a Temazon series. (laughs) And (laughs) Amazon is making a television series, Lord of the Rings, with a budget of a billion dollars. That's a lot of dollars. This isn't going to be a huge segment. I just wanted to let you guys know. Mm. I was... Oh, so they've already been confirmed for five seasons. Which Whoa. is pretty cool, right? With a budget of a billion dollars. Has that ever been done before? In Not five? too sure. I mean, yeah, this I is set to be the most expensive t- television show in history, though. Wow, yeah. Um, like, surpassing Game of Thrones by a huge amount. Wow. So, we were... Sorry, I was, rather, uh, looking through some posts yesterday. Because I was, I was kind of ambivalent about it. Like, I'm just like, eh. I mean, I love the three movies. They are my bread and butter of cinematic consumption. Okay? Sure. But they're not. They're not. Um. There's not enough bad stuff about it. They haven't dated the graphics so much yet. Yeah, exactly. It's like I'm not sure that the market's there. But okay. But you were I reading. Agree. Yeah. What were you reading? Well, there's a couple of proposed things. For instance, it's, it might be about young Aragorn. Yada yada yada. Don't really care. What I do care about though is that 
it is uh, Ian McKellen wants to come back as Gandalf, oh. which instantly brought me into the, yes, let's get this done. I want to keep quoting Gandalf until I die of old yeah, age. Right. Um, so, yeah, totally. I just wanted to let everybody know that because that's awesome. I did not know that he mm-hmm. was coming out. That's no, co- no, no, he's not. He wants to. He wants to. So we're not, I'm not too sure if he's got... But it would kind of fit because the Mythandria with Gandalf, which is what he is, um, an iron spirit, I mean, they don't technically have to age, so he could just be like, I'm Gandalf the Grey again. You know, it'd be cool. But is it before or after the movies? Or is it the same this movie would, again? I mean, it depends on what setting they're doing. But if it's okay. before, like, he go back to Gandalf the Grey. And if it's after, then he wouldn't be in it. Because he's... Um, Spoilers. He's not there. He's not dead, but he's not there. Okay. So, yeah. Fun times. Check yeah, it. knowing that he would want to be in it mm-hmm. does change the opinion. Oh, good. Thanks for the information. Indeed. All right. Thank- that brings us to the end of the podcast. Uh, the podcast? Sorry. The, the podcast? <laughs> that brings us to the end of this episode. We have a very special segment that's going to be after the end of the episode. We're going to be uh, debuting a new segment called Story Time, and it'll be at the end of every episode from now on until Adam uh, decides that I'm terrible at creating universes and <laughs> doesn't want to be involved anymore. Absolute nonsense. Absolute like, nonsense. He it's going to be great. He only comes to this uh, podcast with a whole slew of uh, uh, PR representatives to make sure that he never has to talk to me outside of the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> the friendship is all a lie, guys. Yeah, uh, we're not friends in the slightest. No. Um, so, yeah, we're, well, uh, good episode. I thoroughly enjoyed today. Uh, uh, if you really want to hear amateur storytelling at its best, stick around, stick around because it's going to be fantastic. So you can find us all over the web, everywhere. We're like a bad virus that you just can't get rid of. (laughs) Penicillin is useless against us. Um, I'm at the voice of Adam at, um, I was about to say Gmail, but then, but no, I'm on Twitter, that one. So voice of Adam on Twitter, I post irregularly and if i do it's generally nonsense or something really weird and creepy hi have you met me uh you can email us at the nerdsway at gmail.com and you can find john and twitter at j l o k e y or something like that j l o k e o y oh, they- <laughs> i thought by now you would have learned to spell my last name i do know how to spell your last name but when it comes to Twitter and the J and things. I just get okay. confused. Never mind. Then. Um, so yes, uh, you can find him there, uh, and it'll be glorious. I don't. Oh, Facebook as well. Where the Facebook. There'll be a good Facebook dot com slash the nerds way. Indeed, and we'll be on there. We post stuff. John, I think, did a video that he's going to put up today. Uh, well, when the episode comes out, because that's mm. be really weird to put something on with that context. He'll be like, what is that weird green? creepily thing yeah uh possibly within next episode it might be the episode after uh i'm going to we, i might potentially be having thorn from laking balls on the podcast uh i'll be in contact with him soon enough so thorn if you're listening to this watch out i'm coming for you <laughs> all right let's turn adam's microphone off and uh all right, thanks for listening, everyone. And, uh, yeah, Thorn, if you are listening, don't worry, Adam isn't as crazy as he sounds, as I'm sure you know. And to everyone else, have a most excellent week slash month slash however long it takes me to edit this podcast. And I hope you very much enjoyed it.
Adam is drawing spells already on his notepad for the new story. So check it out. Goodbye. It is time for a new segment. Indeed. As you can hear with this new theme song. I hope I remember to put the music in. So do I. <laughs> <laughs> we'll just make one quickly. That is not going to be the thing. No. No? no okay, that's really bad. Unless I down pitch it and like put it through slow thing. and then. That's enough. That's enough. <laughs> We've now destroyed everyone's ears. Sorry about that. I'm not. Okay. Maybe a little. So, new segment. Indeed. Adam, do you want to intro it? <laughs> <laughs> We're just both waiting for each other. So, an idea we had is I... There are a few things... No, there are a lot of things I love in this life. Mm. Probably one of the top three is definitely story. I love a good story. So, literally five minutes before this podcast began, I came up with an idea. I pitched it to John called Story Time. Where John and I come up with a story <laughs> on the spot together. So, it's like... I'm going to start the story. Mm. I'll start, right? Oh, we'll flip the coin to see who starts. How about that? Okay. Okay. One of us will start the story. And then, like, he'll start for a couple of sentences or whatever, paragraphs. And then it switches to me. And I've got to pick up to where that goes. And I've got, we've got to, it's going to be a continuing thread. It can't mm. be just like, drop everything that he said and start again. We've got to kind of bring it back to what he's saying. So we're going to try it out. For a couple of... Like, a few episodes. Because I want to see how the story progresses. Um, Indeed. However, before we begin, I think we're going to need some supplies. Okay. So, we've got our supplies. All right, John. I'm going to flip the coin. In the pen I've got? Yep. Okay, so... I'm going to flip the coin. And if... It lands on one, you go. If it lands on the gem, I go. Okay. Here we go. I go. Ah, uh, that is not very uh, scientific. Flip. Okay, we'll do best of three. Okay. That wasn't even a flip. <laughs> that wasn't even. A, what is wrong with you? Flip coins. That, oh my goodness. Okay, we're gonna. Wait. Okay. New information has come to light about John. <laughs> I can't flip coins. He he re- when he flips the coin, it, it literally stays <laughs> horizontal the like, whole way. It defies all logic. See, even like me trying to replicate you, it still flips at least. Yeah, look, I- ready? <laughs> okay, you go. I'll try. Just whoop. gem is you. There you go. I didn't catch it. Don't have to catch it, but that's all right. I'm just great. Yeah. Oh, one. one. All right, so, so last this one. is the decider. Here we go. You go. Okay. You start. So John's starting the story. Something that we decided off uh, record is whoever starts it uh, gets to start it, <laughs> obviously. Wow. <laughs> the other person gets to name the story. So what yep. are you naming it? Uh, we're going to call this the nameless story because I have no idea why. <laughs> Because it doesn't have a name otherwise? Yes. What we can do is we can leave it up to the listeners if they like. Sure. All right, so I'm going to begin. We're, this is. We need the music in the background. Oh. Let's just put on some... Ambient. I'll just put on... You put on whatever you like. Uh, sure. Okay. 
So, um, the story begins. As I walked throughout my tent, I looked around at the various trinkets. I wondered if any one of them would help me with my current predicament. Of course, I needn't wonder this, because if I had something here that could help me, I would have used it long ago. So I just merely sat down on my chair, closed my eyes, and began to meditate. My mind flew around the cityscape. I could see people walking back and forth. I could read their minds and see where they were deciding to go. I could decide for them. I even knew what they were going to choose before they could choose it. But all of a sudden I felt this ice piercing through the back of my neck and it all just fell away. The city was gone, the people were gone. There was just me in the blackness alone. Once again, my powers had failed. I couldn't continue to use them like I used to all those years ago. Would I ever gain them back? A voice answered from the darkness beyond my field of vision. No. No, you won't. Your power belongs to the Dharma. And the Dharma controls all. I looked out into the dark, that nameless void that could not be controlled or influenced. I felt that slithering presence just beyond, its hungry eyes watching me, all seven of them glowing bright red in that infathomable darkness. It stood taller than a man, a good seven, seven and a half feet. I lay on the blackened floor of what could potentially be my mind or the spirit realm. As I was drifting through the city, the towering buildings soaring around me, the people like ants beneath me, their actions open to me. And yet here I am. I attempted to clear my mind with a quick shake of my head, looking around, fervently trying to hold on to some empty grasp of reality. The voice echoed out once more. You were warned against using your power, Mageling. I swallowed hard. But there's nothing for it. Here I am, either in my mind or in the between. And stilled myself, finding that center within, and began the incantation of return. But as I began the incantation, it wasn't right. It wasn't the incantation of return. It was something else. I could tell I was, I was summoning something, a great 
evil. No, 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 no. It, it's good. I want it to come. I want it to make everything right. I want it, I want it to bring a new paradise. Yes, come, come. But no, no, no. Why? There's something piercing my arm. No, what is that? Ah, pain, pain. And I opened my eyes back in my own tent. It was... I saw in my hand I was holding a knife. My left arm... Bloodied. It it was me. I was stopping myself from making the summoning. Someone... Someone had taken over my own mind. It... It... I just couldn't comprehend this possibility. I put the knife down and quickly wrapped up my arms. It, with a flash of my arm, I healed the wound straight away. It was nothing. I pulled back the curtains on my tent and looked over the city. Glowing lights flickering in the distance. I could see the people again. But this time I couldn't see inside their minds. I couldn't see what they were deciding to do or not do. I couldn't control them. And I thought to myself, this was right. All I learnt as a mageling, such power, it could be used for such good, but also great evil. I was almost glad they'd taken my powers away. I picked up my cushion and threw it into the corner. I wouldn't be meditating again, not for a long time. Those seven eyes, something I didn't want to ever see again and would have been glad to have never seen. So I picked up a scroll, blank scroll, a message scroll, and I wrote, Dear teacher, long have we been estranged. I ask your guidance once more. Meet me at midnight at the Tower of the Silver Sun. There, I wish your counsel. I fear... I hesitated, with my pen above the page. I thought long and hard about how I should phrase my next words. My teacher, a member of the High Council, would potentially disown me. Forbidden... Forbidden to... dwell amongst the between. The patron of the void old seven eyes. He... Um, he has a manner of tricking those unprepared. The council forbids such incursions into the between because, well, every mageling is needed. And none want to end up within the Basilica of Torment, learning and having a penance put upon them. My pen returned to the paper and I continued writing. <sighs> Please, I need your help. I cannot go into details over such an unsecured form of communication. But it is safe to say that dire trouble lurks within the shadow. I shall see you at midnight or not at all. I sealed it and walked over to the aviary. I whispered, and the latch unf 
uncurled itself, unraveled, unfurled, and became insubstantial mist, as an owl came out. Though it looked like an ordinary owl, its eyes had all the intelligence of a human. It blinked once at me, and twice, and tilted its head back and forth. I reached my finger out, and the little bastard attempted to bite me. I growled at it, furious, but a small smile touched the corner of my lips. I put out my hand again, and the owl jumped up upon it. I put the parchment and and a treat within the owl's beak, and whispered words of power to it, as it fled into the darkening night. The silver moon overhead shone down brightly and large. It seems as though tonight would be a fate and a time that all will remember. Orion looked at me with contempt. I knew he was smart enough to know that I couldn't use him for such a secure message. They'd recognize him. But somehow, I knew that he wouldn't forgive me for this soon. I gave him a treat as partial recompense and closed the door to the Avery. I walked back to the tent and noticed that my cushion had moved back into the center and on it was a scroll. I picked up the scroll. It had the symbol, the symbol of the seven eyes. I couldn't bring myself to open it, but somehow I knew I had to. I broke the seal and unfurled it. All right, you'll have to stay tuned till next episode in a hundred years' time to find out what was written on that scroll. Part two. Part two will be coming out, well, fun enough, soon enough, rather. I actually really enjoyed that. Uh, that was fun. I enjoy this. It's going to be good. It's going to be fun. What will this mageling get up to, I wonder? Mm. Or even if he's the central character. We don't know. But, yeah, we're thinking this is going to be an ongoing thing for a little bit. I mean, we'll put it at the end of the episode just in case you want to skip it. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I had fun. I also had fun. And all the mythology is now kept on a notepad and a piece of paper. So don't lose that like you did your d I might leave it here. Oh, okay. Yeah, that might be a better idea. That's safe. So that way you can just scribble out all my notes like you were doing during uh, <coughs> during the recording. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's fun. 